Welcome back to Pinky and the Wild Wanderer. My name is Katie, aka the Wild Wanderer. Um, I'm just gonna let you guys know something. I literally just recorded an entire episode, and when I went to go save it, it was like add this to the previous episode, and I was like, what? So I had to delete that. Here we are, second time's a charm. <laughs> um yeah, that's just yep, that's where we're at today. And we're just gonna roll with it. I'm not gonna be upset. This just gives me an opportunity to, you know, listen to myself speak a little longer. So what's been going on? What's been going on? We know I have Pinky. And the demolition process has begun. So I will update you on bus things. And then I will give you an update about the things that I'm learning. But who am I kidding? I might start talking and then I might just segue because that's how I roll. I just kind of ramble. So last week, Wednesday was the podcast. So Thursday, Thursday for me was just kind of a chill day. You know, I have yoga in the morning. Then after yoga, I met with my friend Ashley. We went to the book sale that was happening at our library. We went to the farmer's market because I'm a kombucha whore now. And I have to go get my living full kombucha. Like it's just a thing. It's so delicious. I really like that they allow me to try the things so that I can find the different options that I like. So that is super nice. We got so many books at the book sale that we had to have my mom come pick us up because we walked down to the farmer's market from my house. And I was like, yeah, this is not going to work. Like we have a lot of stuff. So shout out to my mom for coming to pick us up because that was super nice. Um, Then, you know, Thursday was a chill night because Friday when I woke up, oh, let me rewind. You guys, I don't know if I told you about this last week, but I've been talking about it on my um, social media. The corpse flower. What's the corpse flower, Katie? The world's largest flower. It blooms once every six, five to seven years, not six, five to seven years it blooms. And the Milwaukee Domes has a corpse flower that was beginning to bloom. So I went to see it two Fridays ago with my friend Jamie, and it was just starting to bloom. And it's been taking its sweet time, you guys. Like, it has been taking its sweet time to open, to fully bloom, to give us her glorious flower, right? And what is so fascinating about this corpse flower? One, it's the world's largest flower. It's like six feet tall. It smells like rotting flesh when it opens. How cool is that? And it only lasts for 24 hours. So I've just been waiting for this flower to bloom so that I can go back when it's open so I can see it in its glory because I've been obsessed with it since the last time it bloomed, but I wasn't able to see it. So Thursday at around four o'clock, this flower starts opening up and I'm just thinking to myself, why is it opening right now? Okay, I'm not going to be around tomorrow. I have to go to Iowa to pick up my solar panels. Why is this happening? So here are the thoughts that are going through my head. Well, maybe I could postpone my solar panels till Saturday. And my mom, she was coming with me on Friday. She's like, well, if you go on Friday, I'll go with you. 
So I'm like, I might postpone my solar panels till Saturday so I can go see this flower. And she's like, Katie Marie, you know it's serious when I get the first and the middle name. She's like, that's absurd. If you go on Saturday, I'm not coming with you. Um, just go pick up your panels. And I really, like, I really thought about it, guys. I went to yoga on Friday morning, taught yoga, got done with yoga at nine o'clock, get back to the house at nine 30. I call the solar guy and I'm like, hi, Nathan, this is Katie. I'm supposed to be coming to pick up solar panels today. I just want to let you know, I'm probably not getting out of Milwaukee area until 10 a.m., which means I probably won't get to you until four in the afternoon. If that is too late, I can always come tomorrow and be there around noon. And he goes, no, that's okay. I have appointments on Saturday. I'll still be here at four o'clock. Come on out. And in my head, I'm like, but I don't want to. I want to go see the flower. But anyways, I was like, okay, I'll see you later get in the house, make myself some coffee, make myself some breakfast, run out the door. My mom and I are taking a little road trip to Iowa. Now, the vehicle we're using, because lots of people asked if I was taking the bus to go get solar panels. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. That would just be a wildly expensive, very slow trip if I went with my bus. So I have an Escalade, an extra long Escalade, right? that is at the shop, work truck, ask my dad if he can bring it home so I can use it. Will my solar panels fit in there? They're six and a half feet wide. No, excuse me. They're six and a half feet long by three and a half feet wide. Yep, they're going to fit. So me and my mom are driving this truck. Well, because this truck has been through it, it doesn't have a radio because the battery died once and the anti-theft lock has been activated. So there's no radio and there is no air conditioning. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, I'm in Wisconsin and it is summer and it is humid and hot here right now. So we drove to Iowa in a vehicle with no air conditioning, windows open, just warm as can be, but super thankful that my mom decided to come with me because she shared the driving responsibilities. We had some nice chitter chats. And, you know, it's good. It's a good family experience. My family, my mom and dad have been so supportive of my journey, like seriously, just coming with me to get the things, talking to me about it, observing. Um, And I'm just so thankful for them because some people don't have family support and I am like abundantly blessed with family support. So I am appreciative. My mom and I get up to Iowa at like 3.30, 4 o'clock, pick up the solar panels from this gentleman named Nathan. Katie, why'd you go to Iowa to get solar panels? I'll tell you. Because solar panels are expensive. And if you buy them from a solar company, like I've looked at ones online and I'm talking to all my schoolie people, they're expensive when you buy them brand new. So I had plenty of people say, just look on Marketplace for used solar panels. So I look on Marketplace for used solar panels and I message this guy, Nathan, who's got large wattage solar panels for between, I think it was between 150 and 250 per panel. That is a stellar, 
stellar price. So I reached out to him. I was like, I need four of the 455 watt panels. How much is that going to cost? He gives me a cost and it's under a thousand dollars, friends. Like it is a deal. So I got 1,820 watts of solar power for a steal, a steal. And you want to know what's great about these panels is they are brand new. They were ordered for a job. They were not needed. And they sat in this man's business. And he's like, well, I just need to get rid of them. So he sells them used on Marketplace. And I'm getting brand new panels for like literally probably a quarter of the price of what solar panels go for. So steal. I am just trying to be budget conscious. So I get there. He says he's going to give me the mounting brackets, the wiring to run the panels. My dad is so great. He left me like moving blankets in there. So we load each panel. You guys, my my solar panels are so light, like probably 40 pounds a panel, which is like extremely light. In my head, I was thinking that these were going to be so, 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 so heavy. And then, you know, I'm adding weight onto my bus. Like all these thoughts are in my head of all the things I'm going to add to my bus, how much weight it's going to put into my bus and all the things. They're so light. So we load the panels in. We put all the mounting brackets in. Nathan puts one more mounting bracket in, like lays it diagonally across my panels. And he told me, he's like, they will stand up to hail. They will stand up to rocks. They will stand up to things. But if you accidentally bang a corner the wrong way, the whole panel will shatter. So this is what's stuck in my head as he lays this piece diagonally across my panel. We start moving and I hear it bouncing around and I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. So my mom, who's in the passenger seat, I was like, can you just put some cardboard under it, please, to see if that'll soften the blow? So she puts the cardboard under it, but I can't reach back down by the tailgate, right? So I'm like, okay, we're on the freeway. I'm like, I'm going to have to pull over. It's like 5.30, 5 o'clock at this point. My mom's like, okay, what do you want to get for dinner? I'm like, whatever. I don't care. But I'm like, I'm pulling over at the next gas station I see so that one, we can get gas in Iowa because it's way cheaper. And I have to put the cardboard under my solar panel. So pull up to the gas station and lo and behold, friends, lo and behold, there's an Indian restaurant attached to the gas station. Now, I am recently obsessed with Indian food. It is so delicious that I probably feel like I could eat it for every single meal for the rest of my life. I'm a little sad at myself that I waited 40 years to try Indian food because it is so phenomenally delicious that I just can't even handle it. So I pull up and I was like, well, that's what I'm having for dinner. Like I've never seen an Indian restaurant attached to a gas station ever. So I go in, get myself some food. My mom's like, "Mm, you have fun with that. I'm going to get something else. I was like, you don't even know what you're missing, Cindy. Go in, get my Indian food. My mom decides she's going to drive so I can eat. I fix my solar panel so it's no longer bouncing around. We start heading home, me eating my delicious Indian food. And we get back to the shop around 10 p.m., maybe 9.30 p.m., yeah, probably 9.30 p.m. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave these panels in the truck. 
until tomorrow when I come work on the bus or Sunday when I come work on the bus. So take my car back home, get home, literally just go to sleep because it's exhausting driving all day, especially when you don't have air conditioning, you know, no radio, just chatting. So we go to sleep. Next morning I wake up and me and my friend are going to see this corpse flower with her kids. Like, and I'm just hoping and praying. Didn't get any updates about the flower yet because it's so early in the morning. I get to her house around eight ish, eight ten. Load up the kids, head down to the domes. I want to get there before they open because I know there's gonna be a line. We get down there, there is a line. We probably waited in the line for 30 minutes outside of the domes. And then we get inside the domes, we get into the tropical dome where the corpse flower is, and they are weaving us through, right? So we're in another line. I was like, this is just like Disney World, waiting to see the things. 15 minutes in line, inside, and I'm just so excited. You guys, I forgot to charge my phone. So I ran out of battery on my phone while we were standing outside in the line, and I was like... (gasps) Ashley, you're going to have to take pictures for me. Like, I cannot believe this happened. I cannot believe this happened. My phone runs out of battery. We're up to go take the picture. And I'm so excited to see the flower, which is, by the way, closing up at this point. It's no longer open. It's starting to close, which I knew was going to be a possibility. I was really hoping that it was still going to be open because, you know, we got there so early. But no, it was closing up. I was so excited to just get my picture taken with this flower that I completely forgot to give a big old whiff to see if it stunk like rotting flesh. And literally everybody who commented on my pictures of me and this flower was like, did it smell? And I was like, can you believe that in my excitement to actually see the flower, I forgot to give it a whiff. So I don't know if it smelled. I don't know if it only reaches its the height of its stinkiness once it's fully open, but I didn't smell anything. But also I'm not close enough to like stick my face in there and it was closing up. So, you know, I don't know. I'm a little sad I didn't get to see it in in its full glory, but I do know that I will see a fully bloomed corpse flower at some point in my life. I mean, I'm going to be traveling the world the possibilities of me seeing one are great. And I have hope. Maybe I'll see one in the real world, like in Sumatra, where they are from. Possibilities are endless. Then because we're in Milwaukee, I was like, Ash, you want to go see there's this art installation down by the Marcus Center for Performing Arts. There are these big like iridescent bubbles. I'm pretty sure it's called Evanescence. Not sure. Down off Water Street. She's like, yeah, let's go check it out. We're already here. So went down to Milwaukee. You guys, if you have an option to like go out and explore your the cities near you, I say do it. There is art all along the Riverwalk. And then they have this awesome just pop-up art installation. Go check it out. It was busy. Took pictures underneath the bubbles. It was just a really neat experience. Something fun to do on a Saturday. Um, we see that we hear the Edelweiss is going by, which is like a boat cruise that happens on the river in Milwaukee. The bridges are going up. So of course we need to go see those because my friend has a five-year-old 
who was like, yep, let's go see that. We walk back to the car. She's like, do you want to maybe go get some Indian food? And I was like, is that a serious question? I never need to be asked if I want to go get Indian food. The answer will always be yes. So we went to the Taj Mahal, the place that my friend Jamie introduced me to the Friday prior. And we go in and, you know, we each order something and Indian food is so great that you can share it. And then there's always extras for leftovers, which is my favorite. And while we were waiting for our food, the lady, the owner of the restaurant comes out with an appetizer. She goes, these are Indian French fries on the house for you to try. She said, mix all the sauces together. She gave us three sauces. There was a mint sauce, a tamarind sauce, which is like a sweet and sour sauce. And then there was like a spicy pepper sauce. You guys, these pakoras were so good. My gosh, I have never had, granted, I haven't had that much Indian food, but every time I go, I get something different. There is not something that I've tried that I have like disliked. Nothing. It's so flavorful. It is so flavorful. Also a fun fact, Indian food hits all six tastes that you are supposed to be having with your meals. It's an Ayurvedic thing. Um, so every time you eat Indian food, it like heals your body, which is like, hello, please sign me up. This is another reason why I feel like I could eat it for every single meal, every single meal. So that was Saturday. Get home in the afternoon. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ashley helped me install my kayak racks on the top of my car so that I can go kayaking. So she's super stellar for that. Get home. And then I just chill for the rest of the day because that was a busy morning and I'm learning the value of balance and not beating myself up for not being busy every second of the day. So that was Saturday. Sunday morning, I wake up, I go to yoga. Um, when I'm done with yoga, I head to the shop, meet my dad there so he can um, show me what tools I should be using to get these rivets out of the ceiling of my bus. So I'll explain it. So in the bus, we're starting at the ceiling and working our way down because gravity, right? So I have rivets in the ribs of the bus. So picture the skeleton of a bus and it goes up and around, right? And the the panels that I'm trying to take down are riveted into those ribs on the bus. So we watch a video and the best way to take out these rivets is to use a punch to punch out the middle of the rivet and then a chisel to chisel off the head of the rivet. So I'm like, okay, the guy in the video is telling me which part numbers are associated with each of the punches at Napa. So I call Napa. They have the punches. I go to Napa. I pick them up, get my chisel, get my two punches, go back to the bus, and I just start punching out the middles of these rivets. And you guys, I should have counted, but each row and there was seven rows. Each row probably had, I'm going to say 40 to 50 rivets times seven rows. Okay. So that's a lot of rivets. And 
I'm looking up like my neck is strained. I'm looking up and I'm hammering into the ceiling. So I start this process and I was like, oh my, oh my, Katie, what did you get yourself into? Like your arm is starting to hurt. Your neck is starting to hurt. And I don't necessarily like to be uncomfortable. So as I'm doing this, I'm like, well, I can quit at any time. Like you can do one row, Katie, and be done if you wanted to. And then I'm like, but what a waste to come out here. It's not too hot out. Just instead of maybe punching them out and chiseling them off, maybe today we just punch out the centers of all these rivets. So that's what I did. I said, okay, I'm just going to punch out the centers. I'm going to punch out the center of these rivets. And you know what? Take as many breaks as you need to because your neck is not used to staring up at the ceiling for extended periods of time. And you are not used to hammering over your head for long periods of time. So I probably spent 30 minutes banging out rivets, then took a 10 minute break, 30 minutes banging out more rivets, took a 10 minute break. This is how my day went, right? I got it all done in probably three hours. My neck was killing me. I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing in yoga tomorrow. A lot of neck stretching. Um, And my hammer arm was like, okay, this is a lot. I might feel this tomorrow. But I felt such a great sense of accomplishment and breaking it down piece by piece is really the way to go. So today I bang out the centers of the rivets. Next time I come and work on the bus, I'll chisel off the heads of the rivets and pull down the panels. So I felt really good about Sunday's activities, right? Banging out those rivets, cleaning up the bus because we're picking up as we go. We're picking up as we go, which is also another lesson learning, you know, pick up as you go, Katie. It's a lot less time consuming. It's a lot less daunting if you just do it as you go. I also threw away the chair that was in the back of the bus, friends. The chair made it into the dumpster. Now, if I go anywhere, you got to sit on the floor. Sorry. I don't plan on going anywhere right now. Like the bus is staying where it's at. So that was Sunday come back home, eat my leftover Indian food, because at this point I have two sets of leftovers, one from Friday, one from Saturday, which is fine by me, because like I said, I could eat Indian food every single meal of every single day. Get home, Monday rolls around, and I was going to go kayaking with my friends. That was the plan. So I'm like, okay, new opportunity to use my kayak rack. And I didn't put the J hook on my racks. I just put the crossbars on and Ashley's like, well, you can just put your kayak up there and ratchet it down, Katie, you know, like we did when we put your kayak on the top of my car and I was like, oh, you're right. I don't even necessarily need those J hooks. So I'm probably going to return the J hooks because I just have the straps. I can ratchet them down. But when Ashley got here to help me with my kayak, she's like, I wonder if it'll fit inside your car. <laughs> you guys, my kayak fits completely inside my vehicle. It just goes right over the passenger seat. I laid the passenger seat down, put down the seats in the back, shoved it through, and it literally fits right in there. I didn't even need the kayak rack on top, although I do want the kayak rack on top. What happens if I want to go kayaking with somebody? You know, who knows? But 
I'm keeping my bars across the top. I'm returning the J's. I can now load my kayak in and out of my vehicle. This is phenomenal news. And we decide that we're not going to go to Brown's Lake this time to kayak. We're going to a quarry 15 minutes down the road. You guys, when I tell you that this quarry is like crystal clear, green, blue water, it is gorgeous. There are no motors allowed on this, on this lake. So we can, we literally paddled straight across it to the other side, parked our kayaks, started swimming around, eventually got in our kayaks, tied all our kayaks together and literally floated from one side of this lake to the other. It is so nice not having to worry about boat traffic when you're out on a kayak. So nice. So then we got back around 5 p.m. and I was planning on going to the shop to do some more work on the bus, but I decided, you know what? Instead of doing actual hard work on the bus today because I was out in the sun all day, I'm going to make a spreadsheet of all the costs associated with the bus so far so that I can really stick to my budget and see where my spending is going. Because if I don't pay attention, I can get carried away very quickly. And because I'm working with a different number than what I was anticipating on working with, keeping track of my spending is extremely important. So I finally opened up my new laptop that I got and started a bus spreadsheet. I've saved all my receipts up until this point. All my receipts, like the cost for the chisels, the cost for gas, the cost for the oil changes, everything has been saved. The cost for the solar panels, how about the gas that it took to get to the solar panels? Every single cost is being documented so that I can make smart financial decisions because these are lessons that I need to learn. So instead of ignoring, we're going to actually take responsibility and keep track of the finances. Not very fun, but it definitely works out better for me in the long run. So that was Monday. Tuesday, I wake up, go to yoga. Nobody shows up to yoga. Wah, wah, wah. Drive back home, make myself some coffee, make myself some breakfast, head to the shop. I leave the house at 6.30 and get to the shop by 7 so that I can start chiseling out these rivets. And I kind of wanted to go either early in the day or late at night because I don't want to be working while it's hot outside. Like that just sounds miserable to me in this steel tube that is my bus. So I get to the shop at 7 a.m., go grab my hammer, get the bus all opened up, open up all the windows, banging on all the rivets. You guys, once you get going, things just move nice and quickly. And my dad sent me this air hammer chisel. He's like, you should go to Tractor Supply and buy that. It's $25. And it's really going to save your arm. Like you're going to use it on the floors. You're going to like, it's going to help you. So I pause after doing one row of rivets. I go to Tractor Supply because it's eight o'clock now. Well, they don't keep it in stock. You can only order it online. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll order it online order it online, have it shipped to the store so I don't have to pay shipping because, hello, we're being mindful of costs. 
order it. I'm like, okay, so we're just gonna finish banging out these rivets today with my my hammer arm, right? That's just what's gonna happen. On my way back to the shop, I call about sandblasting. So the thought behind sandblasting, I belong to all these schoolie groups and people were talking about sandblasting the rust underneath the bus. Now, my bus came from New York, so obviously there is some rust underneath the bus. And I don't know like what amount of rust is appropriate for underneath a vehicle or not. I'm just thinking to myself, like, call around and get a quote, Katie. Let's just see how much it costs. Don't just call one place. You always call three places just so that you can see, like, you know, get your quotes so you can choose. So I call this gentleman. His name is Steve, and I'm talking to him about my bus. I said, I got a 27-foot bus. It's small. I was wondering how much it would cost to get it sandblasted underneath. He goes, oh, what are you going to do with this bus? Are you turning it into like a mobile home or like what's the use? I said, yes, I am actually turning it into my house and I plan on traveling the country. And then I get talking to this man and he has rebuilt several RVs. He has turned toy haulers into RVs. He's just the nicest man, this Steve. He's like, yeah, you just let me know if you need any help. Uh, You can give me a call at any time and I would love to help you. Me and my wife, we do boondocking down in Tennessee. Like that's where we pretty much stay. So I'll help you. You guys, when you tell people about your dreams and what you're doing, there are so many people who I've noticed that just get put in my path who are willing to help, willing to like be open to having me call them if I have questions. Like it's just the nicest. I spent 20 minutes talking to this gentleman and the only reason we got off the phone is because he had received another phone call. So I was like, okay, Steve, I appreciate you. Meanwhile, the cost to sandblast is $3,000 to sandblast and $5,000 total if I want them to sandblast and paint the undercarriage. So I get back to the shop and I'm telling my dad about this. And he goes, why are you wanting to sandblast? I said, because of the rust. He goes, well, how long are you going to keep your bus for? I said, I don't know, five years. He goes, I wouldn't do sandblasting if I were you, Katie. Like the bottom of the bus is like thick steel. This is like what it's meant to do. And I'm like, okay, well, I just want to get quotes because who knows? Maybe it's something I want to do. I'll reach out to the feelers on my schoolie people pages and see what they think. Because I want to protect my investment, but also like $5,000 is quite a chunk of change. So pros and cons, right? So I get back out to the bus and I start banging rivets off and the neighbor of my dad's company comes over and she's like, I got to come check out this bus. I said, please come on up. Let me give you a tour. So she's like, okay, give me the layout. So I'm walking her through and she's like, you got your work cut out for you, girl. I said, I sure do, but I'm surely excited about it. I said, if you ever want to volunteer some time, this is where I'm at. She goes, okay. (laughs) I said, if you want to follow along the journey, I have a podcast. So I put it in her phone and was like, you just listen right there. You can hear all about my journeys. Then um, another guy who's built my parents' houses, like all of my parents' houses in the past, he was coming and I was like, Randy, do you want to come check out my bus? He goes, yeah, I'll come check out your bus. And he's a builder. 
So he walks over and he's asking me, he's like, so what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm taking the panels out of the ceiling. He's like, okay, you're taking out that old insulation. I said, yep. He said, what are you going to put up in place? I said, pink foam board. He goes, that's got a great R value. I said, oh, good. Nice to know. He goes, obviously spray foam is your best R value, but that foam board is much less expensive and it's just as good. So he was giving me some tips on what to do to really keep out condensation, to really maximize my insulation. And I was like, I am so thankful for the people who are in my life, who know the things. Because while yes, I am doing research and I have gained knowledge on this journey, I don't know all the things. So it's nice when I have people who are builders, like Randy has been building homes for probably as long as I've been alive, and I'll be 41 on Saturday. So please tell me what you know about our values and the best insulation and what is great. Like, please and thank you. So he was asking me all the questions. Well, what are you going to do for your shower? What are you doing for this? Well, how are you going to do that? So I appreciate the people who are getting my gears turning, who are offering suggestions, who know the things more so than me. I, he's on his way. I continue banging out my rivets. I was done banging out rivets at 11 a.m. So probably a good, I don't know. I got there at seven, went to Tractor Supply, dicked around in my dad's office, got done at 11. So I don't know, two and a half, three hours worth of work on my rivets. And it's such a sense of accomplishment, like to see the thing. So I literally took out all the ceiling panels except for one. I left one ceiling panel up because it's being held in place by the emergency exit hatch in the ceiling. My dad came out and I was like, okay, dad, like, do I take this plastic trim piece off, which will, I'm sure, release that panel, will I still have the emergency exit hatch in the ceiling? He goes, I would just wait on that for now until you know, like, what you're putting up there. So what I'm putting up there is, like, a light and a fan, an exhaust fan, so that I can suck. I just want it to be, like, a vacuum. Suck out any heat, whatnot, offer vent flow and like airflow. So that is the only panel that's left up in the ceiling. I took down all the panels, took down all the insulation, threw everything away, picking up as I go, people. And then me and my dad take the solar panels out of the truck and he's like, where are you going to store these? I said, I would really appreciate it if I could store them in my old office because I used to work for my dad. I have an office. I said, I would really appreciate it if I could store them in there. He's like, I would like you to put them on a shelf out in the shop. I said, dad, <laughs> if anybody even bangs the frame wrong, they could shatter. And that's an expensive investment. I've got money into these and I will be very upset if they break. Can I please just rest them in my old office? So I put them in my old office. They're stacked up against the wall. He's like, we're going to have to figure out a storage space for you because you're going to accumulate the things and they can't just all go in this office. I said, okay, we'll think about that when the time comes, you know, we will think about it. But I would just really appreciate if I could put my expensive solar panels that 
can be delicate if dinged incorrectly could shatter in the office. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So we moved the panels, not without injuring myself. I got my fingers pinched in between two panels. I couldn't feel my whole finger yesterday. Well, the tip of my finger yesterday. Get the panels moved. My friend Ashley messages me. She's like, we're going to go out kayaking today. What's your ETA for when you'll be home? I said, oh, just leaving the shop now. She said, okay, I'm not ready for like another hour and a half. I said, perfect, perfect. That gives me an opportunity to get home, gives me an opportunity to get changed, eat some food. So she comes, I load my kayak, shove it in the back of my car. She's like, okay, I'm leaving. I said, okay, miscommunication because I thought she was coming to my house when she was actually heading straight to the lake. I was like, we're going to have to work better on that communication. But went kayaking all afternoon yesterday until like 5.30 p.m. You guys, kayaking is like my most favorite thing. I got my kayak, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas prior, which means I had it all last year for summer. I did not use my kayak once. Not once. And already this year I've gone kayaking like so many times. I'm just, you guys, the gratitude is immense for the people in my life who like want to do the things, who are able to do the things, who are interested in doing the things. Gratitude, you guys. So much gratitude. So this is where I'm at. I am balancing the bus build with the things that I do enjoy doing so that I don't get burnt out on my bus build. Now, I know the bus build is something that I want to do, but also it is labor intensive. It is uncomfortable at times. It is hot. It's work. So I have to find the balance. Balance is really what I'm learning right now. It's balance. Balance, balance, balance. Because when you just go, 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 you burn yourself out and then you don't want to do the things. So balance. I'm working on balance. Everybody should be working on balance. If you are a person who just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and doesn't allow yourself periods of rest, let me tell you something, people. Your body will make time for you. If you're constantly on the move, your body's going to shut itself down and force you to take rest. So instead of like waiting for your body to be like, nope, maybe just embrace the balance of things. Don't go, 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 go all day, all night, every day, because your body's going to say, no, no, no. And it's going to make time for you to rest. So save your body that work and just decide to switch up the thought. You don't have to be going constantly to prove your worth to yourself or anybody. Those are outdated ways of thinking. Balance. Embrace the balance. Okay? The only person you have to answer to is yourself and your body. Balance. 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 So that is where we're at. It is Wednesday. I'm recording the podcast after fully recording a podcast prior to this. <laughs> Sitting out on my porch. I was supposed to go on the boat today, but it's raining here, so I don't believe that that's going to happen. 
I'm going to go see the Barbie movie this afternoon. I have heard mixed reviews. Some people love it. Some people hate it. So I'm going to go see it and then I'll give you my update on it next week. Um, but yeah, that's, these are the things we're learning. Balance, financial responsibility, and yeah, those are my two takeaways this week. Also, if anybody wants to help on the bus build, you just slide into my DMs, friends, and I will happily allow you to help. Also, also, also. My friend Ashley was like, I think that the people who had a hand in helping with Pinky, like, you should maybe put their handprints on it or let them sign it. I said, you know what? I love that idea. The people who had a hand in helping with Pinky, I think I want to put their handprints on the hood, the hood of the bus. You know, how fun is that? And then I will have this reminder of all the people who supported me on my journey. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. So that's where I'm at, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's not quite as long as last week's, but uh, still long enough for you to get your pinky fix. So enjoy the rest of your day. Embrace the balance. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>